welcome, welcome to Church Folks Be, Be Talking, the Lunch Note edition. edition. All right, it is Friday. It is Friday. Friday, and you might hear some of the background because it's raining outside. It is a one sixty degrees in yeah. New York City, and it is raining. We have the ambiance, so if you hear. Yeah, background know. noise you're hearing the rain like missy i can't stand the rain but we can we can speak rain. the rain there we go <laughs> welcome welcome i am we are your host this afternoon you i am dr name. frankie i am pastor p they call me pastor p all right, Pastor Pete, what are we talking about today? So we are going to talk about something very sensitive. Very sensitive. Very sensitive, and it's also personal as well. Very right? personal. And we call this lunch note topic of this question, spiritual burnout. What is spiritual burnout? So I like my beautiful wife. We're going we're gonna to touch on two areas, spiritual burnout and spiritual fatigue. Yes. So, can you give us the definition what spiritual burnout is? Of course. But before we get into that, I want to preface by saying I started with the concept of spiritual exhaustion. And we're going to talk about the different levels of that. And so, consider spiritual exhaustion the top of the hierarchy. And then underneath that, we're going to look at two different factors or two different levels of exhaustion. One is spiritual burnout, and the other is spiritual fatigue. Right? Fatigue. So I want to cover actually spiritual fatigue, and I'll let you be the expert in spiritual burnout. But I'll go ahead. You want me to start with the first definition of what spiritual burnout? Yeah, please is? do that. Yeah. All right. So spiritual burnout is an emotion or a feeling of someone who tends to take on too much spiritual work. Either you're a layperson, you're a church, or you're just doing a lot of things spiritually, church, organizationally, religiously related without rest, without process, and without your ability to grow. You're not really growing in the work that you're doing. This creates a particular type of spiritual connection. And sometimes during this time frame of spiritual burnout and disconnection, you're asking yourself, has God abandoned me? And this in itself is more action oriented. It's because the work that you're doing, the more work that you're putting in, you're not necessarily, as we say, reaping the rewards. And you don't have... Well, somebody's reaping the reward, of course. Well, somebody <laughs> is. But the person that's doing the work isn't directly right. receiving that. Okay? And that is my definition of spiritual burnout. Do you want to expand on that first or do you want to move into what the definition of spiritual fatigue? No, I think you kind of cover it up and we're going to touch on okay. that a little bit as we go. Okay. So for spiritual fatigue, but oh, we're going to go there. Are you going to give the definition? I can do that. I can do definition that. first. So let's go spiritual fatigue. Spiritual fatigue for me is where I think I land in the continuum of spiritual levels. I have definitely hit this wall. And spiritual fatigue, described by Mary Rooney Armand, we got this definition and a lot of great tips and insight from her website, The Butterfly Wing, 
Butterfly living. I'm sorry. Butterfly. I was like, butterfly wings. Well, we're going to fly somehow. Wings. Yeah, we need to fly somehow. Lord Jesus, I'll fly away. Yeah, we, we do need to fly. That's what they say. So, spiritual fatigue is the feeling, feeling tired or exhausted in your Christian journey. It is also considered to be spiritual weariness. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's a lack of strength just to push forward. Spiritually drained, defeated, and even at times just sick of trying. Trying. And a lot of, the reason why we say it's such a, I would say it's more of a taboo topic. A lot of church folk don't talk about the downsides to just working in the field and and doing your job for Christ. I and see, and one of the problems that, you know, as pastors, as spiritual leaders, you know, we are trying to project this image that, and sometimes, you know, your member wants you to project this image. That you're perfect. Yeah, perfect. And sometimes it's very subconsciously and they don't realize the connection between that you are a human being, that mm -hmm. you have your shortcoming, that you get tired. And sometimes we fall into those expectations. Yeah, not even spiritually tired, but just tired. Just tired, right. You know, your pastors are- But there's not- to yeah, 24 hour job. 24 hours. But there's a, a number of reasons for that. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna, as we go to the spiritual burnout and what that is, why so many pastors and ministers are, and sometimes even lay person within the ministry. And I want to add also. to that, not even pastors, pastoral families, pastors' wives. Pastor wife, and Also, even though right. we're not physically doing the work, we get the residual effects of those who are right. doing the work. Come on and complain. <laughs> so as he is spiritually burnt out, that overflows to me and it makes me feel spiritually fatigued if that makes any sense no it does because right. sometimes you need that conduit that outlet where you can talk to somebody and we're going to get there yeah right but oftentimes we don't really think about our spouse mm -hmm. right? our spouse become the back burner and unfortunately they get burned Look, honey, I am scorched. Emotionally, okay? right? I'm, I'm ashen. But there are a number of reasons why a lot of ministers and pastors burn because the truth of the matter is because there's this great expectation that the pastor has to perform this and the pastor is just burnt out, tired psychologically, emotionally, well, let me ask physically. You, let me ask you a question. Is it normal as we're talking about something that doesn't get discussed, that doesn't really, for new ministers, they don't get this type of direction to say, you're gonna be working for God, but guess what, yo? You about to be tired, spiritually, right. mentally, and physically. My question is, is it normal for Christians to feel this way? Of course, I mean, look at Moses. I mean, my God, when Moses delivered the people from Israel, and they came, and Moses was over, over a million people trying to counsel um, in the, was the mediator. Man, Moses uh, was wrong. Nah, Jesus that was the reason why. But nah, well, he, he was nah, before, before, oh, before that. He was but, um, but the problem is that his father-in-law Jethro came to him and said, "Man, listen, brother, you are burning yourself out. Yeah, you are really. So why don't you select spiritual leaders to help you to?" to navigate to all these complaints that you, you know, and to ease your mind. And, you know, so Moses went ahead and select 
men mm -hmm. who were filled with the Spirit of God to help do some of the administration. So it uh, is ability. normal. It is normal to feel this way. And or, that's okay. Couldn't that use without it. Yes. It is normal for families to feel this way. The thing that puts families or pastors in a corner and makes them feel isolated is that most families and pastors don't share. Right. And they don't say that I am tired. This this ministry isn't what I expected. This process isn't going as planned. These people or even my family aren't cooperating and following in the vision that I have set forth. And, and that creates burnout. And one of the problems that a lot of pastors, and I'm saying this because it is... Are you included? I'm included. Okay. Because one of the things is that a lot of pastors are, well... No, yes, we want to minister. We want to be all for everybody, for Christ. Mm -hmm. But my God, I think God called us for, for us to, to have a stroke and, and be jacked down, dead. I don't think I don't think that's within God's will. And that's the problem is that burnout. right, the spiritual burnout. The problem is that a lot of pastors are not a lot, I basically some are people pleasing. And if you if your focus is off and serving God and serving the people. Yes, we are called to be servant to the people, but number one, we are called to be servant of God. And if you're a people pleaser, you don't know how to say no. Right. And everything, you, you put everything on your plate. You decide to take on every task, be it every baby shower, be it every baptism, speak at every conference, every convention, and you spread yourself thin. And then you leave no room for yourself to get replenished. I always think of spiritual burnout and fatigue. I describe that with the old adage, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't fill up someone else's tank if you ain't got no gas. And the problem, and as you said, let's go back to the question, your initial question. Is that real in the Christian? Um, yeah, of course it is. Let's, 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 let's make it a little bit more relatable. Relatable, okay. Give me a moment in time where you have felt a sense or you've recognized that you have hit a spiritual wall and at times have had spiritual burnout. Hey. Can you think of an example? Wow. You know. Without being naming. Specifically. Naming yeah. game. No, nah, right. No, I'm not going to mention no name. Yes. I mean, there are times when I will be serving and, you know, I find myself doing a lot, take on a lot. Which would be what? What is defined as a lot? Um, you know, Sometimes you, you know, for example, during the pandemic, I'm going to give you a prime example. In the pandemic, I've been doing the teaching online, you know, you, some of the responsible share on the youth, but still, there were other stuff that you have to do, right? And then it comes a time, I think I even tell you sometimes, it will feel good to have somebody to teach on a Wednesday night. Get more specific. Yeah. I feel like you're a little too general and I'm not really... Well, I, I want to be general. I don't want to, to make Just tell it. me what you... Give me an example of an example of spiritual burnout. If we're being church... Okay, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing where you feel... When I was... Burnout. When we were living in Louisville, Kentucky and I was be over the prison ministry. Okay. And then Fridays, I would go to the nursing home. Okay. Then I would go Friday and Saturday. A day mm -hmm. and then on top of it you know I was doing the other ministry at my other job I never realized how you know that I was so tired mm -hmm. and emotionally burned up because I think you realize that you were being affected indirectly by emotionally well I was being impacted because you didn't right. have time for your family right in have time for the family but I'm saying it took that 
Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, even though I realized that I was tired at, at times, but I was keep on pressing on because I thought, you know, I'm doing this unto the Lord. I'm doing this unto the Lord. He was just waiting on those those angel wings to carry him from nursing home oh to my birth. God. Just floating on the cloud. Floating clouds. on the cloud. Right. And emotionally, it, it, it drained me, right? Mm-hmm. And psychologically, because sometimes I was not able to think clearly. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. Spiritual burnout and just regular work burnout, they're almost two in the same. You feel like you're doing, doing, doing. And at the end, you're, again, not being replenished. Um, what did you do about that? Once you recognized I was feeling burnt out. And that was in Kentucky, right? That was years ago. But now you're actually in an assistant associate pastor role. Have you also seen or had times where you felt spiritually burnt out now that you're at a different level? Because before you were an associate, where you were a minister. I would say fatigue. I'll go back to fatigue, being mm. exhausted. You know, because at times where I share with you, it would be nice to have someone to teach. And you even suggested that you yeah. would probably help me teach. Yeah, I was like, I would. Because, you know, I, let, let, let me tell you, there are some Wednesday night I'm so tired. Because you're teaching Wednesday night Bible study. Wednesday night you Bible study. clearly said that. Right, Wednesday night Bible study and then do the youth ministry. The, on a Friday. On a Friday. Even though we, we, we kind of give a, a schedule for ministers. And then you're on all Then other days. stuff that right. you have to do. And then with the family, you know, not in, the family's involved in this equation. Right. So there are moments where I was so tired mm-hmm. and I just pray as a Lord, you know, give me the extra strength. <laughs> that, no, seriously. Lord be but, a B12 shot. But there's um, <laughs> there's a number of reasons for that. Okay. Right. And we need to delve into that if you right. don't mind. We're here for that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about spiritual burnouts. Right. What do you want to share with that? Well, the article that you sent me was from the Van Vantage Point mm-hmm. website talking about spiritual yeah. burnout. And you know, I, I kind of like how they focus on um, what are some what are some three signs, areas? What are some signs of spiritual burnout that can contribute to pastors or lay people need to recognize to say, you know what, I think this is where I am. What are some What are some indicators of spiritual burnout? Well, there's three factors you gave here. One is, you know, personal, the personal factor that contributes towards that. You got the social and work factor. You have the community factor, right? So the personal... No, how do you recognize? Give me some indicators of what spiritual burnout looks like. When you're tired, when you don't have... You have on there feeling depressed. Yeah, feeling... No, let's go back. Okay, feeling depressed, right? When you're feeling depressed. And let me tell you something. That's something that we don't want anybody to be at. Feeling hopeless. You know, feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. Spiritual disconnection. You know, I, you feel as if God has... And there are moments where I do feel that, trust mm-hmm. me. I feel as God has abandoned me because, you know, I think, the Lord, I'm doing this, I'm doing that for you. Why am I not being refreshed? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving so much, giving so much, so much, but yet not receiving, yet not receiving. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's... And then you got spiritual strength. You know, I mean, God is so far from me. We feel as if, I feel as if sometimes, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. As, as David said in Psalm 22, oh, yeah. Lord, oh, yeah. where are you when I'm going to? Yeah. You know, and then finally, we talk about spiritual doubt. You know, God, are you really with me? 
yeah. in these moments, you know, these trials? I've, I I think I can attest to that one. Spiritual spiritual doubt. I, I always say, and I remember, I'm not sure if it was in Bible study or if it was in one of your Wednesday night um, sessions, the verse that comes to my head, and please get me together, is Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Right, it must be South Mission, and I believe who came to Jesus. It was the what? Um, I believe was the the South Phoenician or okay. the the Roman soldier who came to Jesus mm -hmm. about his daughter, and Jesus was was yes. talking about. It. He said, "Lord, help my unbelief." And I, I I think about that one because I am so sold out. I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I know that He works but sometimes i think you see us down here what what's what's going on what uh have we done for you not to work in our favor and that is normal let no one and I feel tell about, you I feel about i feel that's about not that. normal because sometimes when we tend to over spiritualize a lot of these ex reality that we're going to and god never meant for us to do that mm -hmm. right i mean think about elijah right i mean elijah performed and that's what i love about this I mean, Elijah performed this great miracle on Mount Carmel, and he got a letter from Jezebel. We don't know. We don't know what was in that letter. We know what's in that letter. But something was in that letter <laughs> that made Elijah became so con consternated that he ran for his life. Consternated. And he thought that it's amazing. Sometimes God don't do so many miracles in in his life. I mean, the guy performed a great miracle. But anyway. He ran and he said, Lord, I am the only prophet that I got to know. I have 700 prophets that have not bowed their knees to right. Baal. So it is a reality because Elijah said, Lord, I am the only one. Where everybody else? Are you with me? Yeah. So it is, it is really y'all. Let me say this. Even Jesus. Now I feel like preaching. I mean, do what you anyway, will. But even Jesus, when the time come for him to go to the cross and the heavy burden that came upon him, he prayed three times the garden. Oh, take this. Take this cup me. from me. That the reality and the weight of the world was in, was pressing down on him. And yeah. said, Father, I don't want to go through this experience. Mm -hmm. Take it from me. And I think one of the And God has not responded to him, but he said, not my will, but your will be done. And that's a very tough, tough thing to do in yeah. church when you do not it's hear from a, it's God. It's a tough thing to do when it seems that everybody else is, has it easy and you're the only person going through it. One of the things that I truly miss about our particular church and the things that we don't do just because of COVID and time restraints is we have forgotten to or we don't do um testimonials anymore how god has blessed you and where you have come from and what god has brought you through and i think especially during covid these are those times where we need to share that you know what child i was tired you know what some my cable got cut off exactly. you know what i am just not feeling no, no, church today. Like, come on, but you have the government yeah paying your your come on well anyway yeah, that but stimulus. Government ain't paid us nothing. No, I mean, stimulus check. Well, <laughs> neither that. Well, ain't nothing being stimulated. But I'm saying, we can kind of get out of it. 
But how wife is still doing it. I'm saying they we have lost that. Let's share what God has done. We need to get back. And we continue to say that. How are you girl? I'm how are you doing, sister so and so? Oh, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. What not? So you want to share with me what's going on in your life? And I think sometimes we tend to say we tend to we just don't share. That's the thing. We don't share the issues that we have. And we really set our new members up and we set Christians Even up. Even y'all Christian enough to feel life is great trials. and life be hard. Right. And let me say this here. You know, when people said I'm I'm blessed and highly favored, let me tell you, that's just a cover up. You're you're camouflaging your feelings. Yeah. You know, you're trying to put, project something that I'm strong. The wrong with me. Wrong. I mean, if you are strong, well, let's be honest. Not every day. Share with someone. I always do this. I always do this. When people say, yeah. "Hey, Sister Frankie, how you feeling?" and I'll say, "You know, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing good." Uh, but forgot what I say. I always say something. I could complain, but nobody wants to hear that. Right. And that's true because every day someone asks me for something, child, I got a story for you. But guess what? <laughs> you don't want to hear it, so I'm just going to give you the better version of it, right? And I think um, that's you know, support. Yeah, one thing my wife said is so true. You know, share what God is doing, how God overcome. That's why the Psalms are so beautiful in this. Mm-hmm. When Psalms 34, when David went through it, I mean, he went through. He went crazy yeah. to protect his life. But one thing I love what David said that the humble shall hear of his experience how right. God has helped him to maneuver those trials in their life and once. Those who he hear his testimony and saw what he's go through, he give us strength. He encourage us not to give up in our own trials. So when we said I'm highly favored, sometimes we are covering up. You know, tell me how well if you're highly favored. Times don't nobody want to hear all that, and that's no, why no. I say I got a lot going on, but don't nobody want to hear all that complaining. But it's important to be authentic, right? And authenticity is very important. It's important, right. um, and let's be honest, you can't tell everybody everything that's going on. You have to have a discernment. No, we're not talking about ear telling, giving details. Oh, we don't need to hear the details. I'm just saying, you say, you know what? Yesterday was a tough time for me. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me, but you know, I wanted to give up, and I felt the Holy Spirit said, "No, I got you." So, you if know? someone came to you and you said, "Hey, sister, so and so, how you're feeling?" and they came at you with that same uh, script, what does a person say in response? Well, then, like I said, you, you, you. What do you say? You just say, "Amen," and keep walking. Nananda, what I would say is this, God bless you. <laughs> no, seriously, that's why I said, well, God bless Michelle, you. God bless you. God bless you. Glad you made Because it. I want people to feel, not to, to be authentic. Authentic. You know, when, because to the scripture, man, I mean, you have believers who've been through some stuff. But here's the thing. I want to talk to those who don't do scripture. Right. Those exactly. who are new in their faith and and. and as time is rolling, I want to talk about spiritual fatigue because I think that's really important. You want to talk about that? Yes, go ahead. One of the things that I want to point out, and I made a note of it, is that last Sunday we had, I attended virtually. My husband attended in person. Last Saturday, he attended an ordination service for a church, and they they inaugurated um, a new uh, deaconess, a new two evangelist, pastors. two pastors, and a minister. And let me tell you. My intention 
was just to jump on and see where my husband was at because he hadn't got home yet. He left at three. <laughs> you know, I texted that I'm not. He left at he left at five or four o'clock and didn't show up until like ten o'clock. And wow. I was like, what they doing over there? That's taking so long. So I jumped in around seven o'clock just to see where the service was and to see when he was coming home. But let me tell you, it was the best experience I've ever witnessed. I in our eight years of being here at our church, I have never learned more about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a pastoral, a pastor, Wife. what it means to, not, not even a pastor, but just a, a pastor, and subsequently a pastor's wife, because you're attached to that. But the minister, the leader, the pastor taught. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, he... He did an awesome was job. was so inspired. Awesome. I wanted to say, what time is y'all? I, in fact, I did. I said, what time is y'all service on Sunday morning? Because I want to come and learn. My my biggest thing has been, I want to be under someone who teaches me what it means to be a Christian. You know, be specific. The, speci the specific. Why said you want to go? Well, because what happened oh. is he was teaching or he was giving instruction to the new pastors specifically about what it means to live this life as a Christian. And he said that it'll never, it's etched in my head, you're gonna go through trials. You're going to be spiritually exhausted. You are going to have spiritual fatigue. People are gonna talk about you. People aren't gonna receive your message. Your families are gonna get exhausted, but keep going because this is the life that you're supposed to live. This is the life for God on this side. You might not see your rewards, but just see it on the other end. Right. And I wish, I wish someone would have told me that our first year here in New York City, that this is this life is going to be hard. But you, but you see, and if I did, I wouldn't have been so depressed. I wouldn't have been so angry about our condition because I would, I would have understood why we're here. But let me say this: two things, two things, right? The Bible command that we need the older woman to teach the younger woman. This one of the greatest things that is lacking in the church. Mentorship. Mentorship is lacking. All across. It's non-existent, period. All across. It's non-existent. It doesn't mean just for pastors, but it means for families, for wives, for kids, And the reason for that is that when you have a pastor wife who's been through that and have a young couple who's going through that, it can help the wife, number one, to understand the context of the of the pressure, the struggle that will go, that yeah. she was going through. So I must say, you have to be ready to receive it. That's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, let's be clear. I have a, a pastoral mother, Sister Simpson, who has more knowledge than ever. And I've never, I've never tapped into it. Oh man, I try to tell her to tap in. But I've never been ready. I've never wanted to tap and that's into the thing, it. That's the thing, let's right. be honest. Yeah, yeah you weren't um, ready. Even though I encourage you, I wasn't to ready into because Sister Simpson, man, awesome lady. At times, I was sat at her, her yeah. feet and just have great yeah, conversation. I'm talking about you. No, I'm, I'm not talking about, about me. About... But let me tell you why I want to walk my wife because sitting at her feet and talk to her, she has yeah. wisdom. Yeah, you know, I agree. multitude of, I agree. of experience. And I said to my wife, listen, I would love for you to connect to, with but again, Sister Simpson. It's at the, the timing, right time. The timing, the timing. It was never my choice to come here. And so let's talk about them. Some of the what are some of the things that we can do? How to overcome spiritual fatigue? Well, let's talk about spiritual fatigue, right? right? Um, feeling tired or exhausted in your Christian journey is something that happens. I'll, I'll say, pastors, 
laymen, the people doing the action, the footwork, they get spiritually exhausted. But then they come home and unload on your family, unload on your wife, unload on their friends. And then as a result of that, we become spiritually fatigued, not only for the side effects of the pastor, but I know I have felt spiritual fatigue just because of the things that I thought I wanted to do, that I thought that my direction was, and it hasn't materialized. And even just last night, Pedro was um, talking to a group of people and he wanted me to pray for him before that happened. And you know, I just threw it up like, Lord, I don't even know what to say. I am exhausted. And by the way, I don't know. That. I don't know what to pray for because I have prayed on a million of occasions for these same things right. and nothing has panned out. So I don't know what to say. But you know, that's a great place to be at. Let, let's, I like Do it. what you do. Screw no, no. what you do. Let's listen. Lord, that I'm is the same. That's a great place for all of us to be there, right? Uh -huh. Because I know I remember a friend of mine in, in seminary told me this year, James Aditoro. James. James in England. I Bless remember you. you. Yeah, James Aditoro. He said to me, he said, Pedro, when you find yourself at a place where you can't pray, nothing can come out. He said, that is the best place to find yourself. And he said, you know why? But you know what? In chapter 8. Okay. The Holy Spirit will intercede for you. Well, when you reach that place. No. In other words, when you do cannot find yesterday. the word. Listen. No, I think he did. You may not um, uh, may not think he he didn't, but he did. Okay. But the thing is that it's when we find our place at a place where we can't find the word, what to say. That's when the Holy Spirit says things that cannot be uttered. Yeah. Sometimes we cannot, may not hear it ourselves, but the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. And it's a great place mm -hmm. for us to find ourselves. It's I don't know. Not, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. I feel, I feel, I feel bad about that because my spirit, the, my spiritual fatigue results in, I don't, the signs of, I'm sick of trying. I think emotionally, yeah, as human beings, emotionally being, spent. Right, but I'm saying because, and it sounds selfish, and it probably that's not selfish. It's not I'm selfish. emotionally spent not because selfish. what I want isn't happening, and so I am tired of asking. That's where I'm at. Okay, okay, okay. So what you're saying now? That could be selfish. It, it could be selfish, but that's that's the source of my spiritual fatigue. Lord, bless I've fasted. I'm praying. We've done this. We've done that. Yes, sir, Lord. Lord. Amen. And yet, and still, nothing again selfishly that I want yeah. has happened. And I'll be honest. Let's be honest, church. I'm mad about it. I am upset. Mm. And I want you to know that it's okay because I'm not going to get emotional. Um, it happens. It happens. And I wish that people would say, you know what? Not my husband, who's a pastor. I want a community to say, girl, I've been through that. Girl, just let me hug you and say that it's going to be okay. And I have... I have one person in particular that I go to for all things like That's this. Right. Yeah. And you need that you need that person. You need that person. But all I'm here to say is that just be real about it. Just be real about it. You gotta tell people right. when you're and then you wonder why why sister so and so is not showing up for church because she's done. She's done. She doesn't see the benefit of what this life is. The community is. The community, as I said with my wife, yeah. is one thing to pray for somebody. Right? Mm -hmm. It's good. 
but you have to do the footwork also, right? Yeah. You got to show, because my wife and I, since we've been here, we have put in financially for people. We have done the footwork also. So we're not saying I'm just praying for you. We are literally on, yeah. on the ground. We're putting the, 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 the work in, the energy in. And let's be clear, our goal is never to... We're doing this for you. What can you do for us? No, no, we've do that. Never, never do that. We've never, never made that, that. A, a premise. But one of the things that we do is okay. If we do the work, why aren't? What else? Oh what else can happen for that? 